Unmute. Hello. Ah. Hello. I'm in techno land. Fuck. This is annoying. <laughs> Welcome to this week's edition of Let's Talk About IT Solutions. Dude, for real. <laughs> All right. So we are only 14 minutes late. Uh, <laughs> and here we are, everyone. Fuck. Hi. <laughs> uh, so yes, we're live, we're streaming, we're doing fine. Thank you for your help. I love, I love you. you. I love thank you, you too. Thank you, Gabe, for your help, uh, if you're still in here. Um, yeah, so uh, welcome back everyone to Let's Talk About Feelings with Robbie Rapole and Dusty Pitstick. Uh, we are a little bit late. I had in my head that 5.30 was the start time today. I don't know why. So when Gabe called me at 5.01, whoo, I was shocked. So uh, thank you, Gabe. Thank you, Guy. Thank you, TattooNow.com. Uh, thank you, ReinventingTheTattoo.com. Uh, thank you to all the sponsors uh, for allowing us to have a place where we can come and talk about our feelings. Um, since uh, this is a feelings podcast show, uh, I will start by talking about my feelings today. Um, in case you haven't noticed, I'm a bit fucking flustered. Uh, on Friday, uh, some shit from 2013 showed up in my life financially to throw me a couple curveballs. And I've been trying to work on that all day today. So... Uh, when time came around, I was still angry and talking to attorneys and debt collectors and all kinds of things to try and figure this out. Interestingly enough, if you trace it to my internal struggles right now, uh, as it were in uh, life and feelings and the things that you're facing, the things that you're facing that are bubbling up are the things that you're typically working on and trying to make better. Uh, one of the things I've been working on a lot lately is my relationship with money. So wouldn't you fucking know that money things pop up in my fucking way and say, mm -hmm. here the fuck we are. What are you going to do about it, dickhead? And so um, the interesting thing is I am in a financial situation where I can handle the things. Uh, on the other side of it, it's fucking annoying. And it throws your life off a little bit uh, as today had happened. So um, yeah, what kind of things may be popping up or have popped up for you all that you were working on them, you think things are good, and then now all of a sudden uh, things want to shit in your mouth right quick. Uh, kind of like my situation. Are either, have either one of y'all dealt with any of that lately or going through any of that right now? I actually also just got home from a mild but annoying annoyance. Um, I like to give gifts and I like to do cool shit for people. It's a thing that I do. Uh, and so I had this wild idea for 
uh, I don't know who in my family actually listens to this, so I'm going to keep it vague. But my cousin and I had this crazy idea for a Christmas gift for my aunt and my uncle and my mom. And uh, I went to the store where this thing would happen. And it was just one after another of, oh, it turns out we don't have that in stock. Okay, cool. Uh, but we can ship it to you guys. Okay, cool. Oh, it turns out they're super back ordered until after the holidays. Okay, cool. Is there something comparable? Well, there's this. Okay, cool. Well, it's actually at this store and they have to, and it just kept going. But the thing was that I was there in person just by the sheer chance of I happened to have a few free hours between, you know, everything else and this. I happened to have the time. I happened to be in the area. And so uh, he had just gotten home from work. So I'm like calling him every five minutes. And every time I call them, I'm like, all right, this is the last time I swear. And then five minutes later, I'd have to call him back again and be like, all right, this is the last time I swear. Uh, but it just, you know, maybe, maybe not the level of annoyance of, you know, 10 year old financial stuff coming to haunt you, but, uh, man, yeah, I was on one today and then I spent way too much money at this store, uh, on stuff and it all was just a big clusterfuck. But in the end I got something and it'll work out and everything was cool, but it was, I was like, okay, quick trip in and out 20 minutes. And I was at that store for like two and a half hours. So that's the the old adage no good deed goes unpunished Um, (laughs) sometimes that happens to us but yeah uh it seems and and it's cool to like hear you tell your you know little brief synopsis of everything that went down and how it cleared up because my foresight can see that this will all get cleared up it's just you know a matter of hassly hassle stuff and uh yeah. you know been very on record is like you could stab me and i'd be like ah but the little stuff is always like my the the little tiny thing so yeah just being mm-hmm. in the store and dealing with this guy for like two and a half and he was a sweetheart but it was just like oh yeah let me get that for you crap okay we don't have it i'll order it though it'll drop ship right to your house for free okay they're back ordered i'll call the president of you know like whatever we'll get it there oh you died uh like it just like (laughs) escalating and so uh it was a whole thing but i got something cool they're gonna be great it was like i said it was just the little things are always what get me on top of it being just such a like long and tedious and i know that like i'm annoying my cousin because i keep calling him i'm annoying this poor guy in his blue shirt because I'm like, eh, can you check again? Can you check this? Well, what's the, you know, asking him all these like techie questions that I don't know. And right. Yeah. It was a whole ass thing. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Really. Out in one day and now they have a cool gift and everyone will be happy. So it could be way worse. Yeah. Yeah. And that's nice. The funny thing is when this all started popping up for me was Friday at like around three or four o'clock in the afternoon. And I was tattooing when that went down and Donna came in and she started telling me everything was going down. And then my client after, after Donna leaves, he's like, wow, man, you really handled that super well. So like on the one side of this, I'm realizing, wow, I'm really good at handling things a lot better than I thought I would be, uh, you know, or have been in the past. And now uh, it hit me today when I started to feel a little bit more powerless. And uh, I think that's a thing for me, like 
I think that's the thing for a lot of us when you start to feel powerless. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You know, uh, other than freak out or just wait your turn. And freaking out isn't really the option right now. You know, like I'm trying to keep my shit together. I'm trying to keep it cool. And uh, so, yeah, being patient is one of the things that I'm having to relearn, which I think we've talked about it in here before about how much you have to relearn patience. And, uh, you know, I remember one point in my life, I was like, oh, I thought I learned patience already. And, you know, there were the people that were with me were like, well, maybe you're learning it again, you know, so yeah, an ongoing lesson. It's always an ongoing lesson. Uh, patience with the process, trusting the process, you know, with getting rich or losing weight or, you know, opening a business or anything that you do that's definitely going to be a slow process. Uh, you have to be way more patient than you're typically willing to be. And I, uh, I have to be more willing to be patient right now. And that's, uh, that's just part of the game, right? That's part of the struggle. That's part of the hassle. That's part of the hustle. It's just uh, who we are and where we're at. So what's up with you today, Amber? I've got a little bit of the same thing going on. I'm relearning patience and how to stay calm. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Elaborate. Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow, I get to go spend the day at the hospital with my aunt help because she's in the hospital again to help her do some insurance paperwork to get her some insurance to cover some more you know some more insurance to cover some more stuff and it's definitely given me you know taking care of my ex and doing all the paperwork and returning to a hospital I spent months living at because he was admitted there and I haven't really been there since mm. So tomorrow's going to be fun. I'm relearning the patience of being calm because I've got to stay calm. It's got to be done. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And like, <laughs> it's got, you've got to, you've got to be calm. You've got to be patient. It's got to get done, but you've also got to work through your trauma from being at that yeah. hospital, returning to that hospital. Uh, and, you know, the smell of that hospital kind of makes me a little nauseous. Right. right. And it's not that it's a bad hospital or and it's just the it's hospital bad. smell at this point triggers a lot of yeah. emotion. Yeah. No, I totally understand. Oh, excuse me. I totally understand. I totally get that. Um, I've returned to hospitals since my stuff. Uh, and it, yeah, it's it's not a place I want to go back to. It's not a place I enjoy being at <laughs> any level, patient or otherwise. So yeah. Um, and you said like you, you you took care of your ex in that hospital? Yes. Yeah. So you've got quite a bit to uh, work through there. Yeah, the security guards still recognize me. So how long ago was that situation? Um, I stopped putting myself through that situation about a year ago. Okay, so it's still pretty fresh. Yeah. 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 
So what's your plan going into this? Like, um, I'm going to do be doing a lot of um, five things I can see, four things I can hear, three things I can smell, two things I can taste, one thing I can touch type, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like a suggestion. Um, around and do if you said that the smell is like the biggest thing five things you can smell like try and almost kind of purposely wear a perfume that you love or roll around in those dope ass christmas pine cones that smell like amazingness like try and maybe (laughs) even flood your senses elsewise so when you get because hospital smell is such a like distinct like yes. I could be at the movie theater and get hit with a little whiff of hospital smell and be like, who, who the fuck? Like right now. Uh, so like if you could just something... left the hospital and came right yeah. here. Yeah. Why are you putting hospital in my nose? <laughs> yeah. Everybody has that, like that scent that you love or like that blanket that you touch and you like literally a security blanket. Like if there's something, uh, I can't think of so aromatically uh that's not the word i wanted but i'm gonna roll with it if there's something smell wise that can help like pull you back into your safety zone then like definitely i'm jealous everybody's got cats but me you know uh i was never a cat person until i got this little hairless and I love hairless cats. They're my granddaughter's allergic, or I'd have many. Well, is she allergic to hairless cats? No, but I don't know if my dad could deal with a hairless cat. I would love to watch it happen. They're so cool. I would absolutely love to watch his reaction to it because I was very anti cat until Donna. Uh, because I told her I'm not buying you a cat, so if you can find one for free, we'll take it. And guess what? Mm-hmm. I- she found one that I could trade tattoo work for, so I That's was like, good as free, right? Yeah, so now he's my little buddy, and I love him the most. And he cuddles with me every single night, and he's just the sweetest little thing. And like, aside from doing cat things, like jumping up on top of cabinets and knocking shit down. He's a really cool guy and he's more like a dog than a cat uh, in so many ways. So I feel like your dad would probably get over it and probably turn into like, you know, the cat's best bud like I have. So, you know, just a thought, just saying, I wasn't very cat people. You're convincing my daughter of it. You're convincing my daughter. And she's like, we need a hairless cat for Ella. I'm like, I I will convince anyone that they could use a hairless cat in their lives because they're really sweet and they're always cold. You take care of it. Turn around and tell him how she's convinced her twin brother he's a dog. They want a pet so bad that they've convinced one of the twins that he's a puppy. (laughs) You know, it was really wild. That was your daughter. It was... It was basically your voice from the other side of the room. Like, whoa, that's fucking weird. You're like talking to yourself from two yeah. different areas of the room. <laughs> yeah, you could say hi. The doll comes up so little on this weekly podcast. <laughs> hi. hi. How you doing? Why is your nebulizer on my foot? 
<laughs> you kicked it. So yes, that is one. my one and only. That's your one and only child? My one and only. I After I had her, I was like, all right, enough. And she's the one that brought you the grandchildren. Yes. All right. <laughs> I wanted her to wait until I was too old to babysit. They won't do it. I'm glad I've got my grandkids while I'm young enough to enjoy them. I wanted my oldest son to be a tattoo artist. And that's not happening. So, you know, yeah. they don't do what we want, right? <laughs> oh, shit. So, I'm yeah. Sketchpad. Uh, what's that? I'm happily a sketchpad. She's one of my best canvases. I love it. I love it. So, you know, uh, I think you should get a hairless cat in the house is all I'm saying. But, you know. But it depends on their to the I agree because I need them to stop convincing their brother that he's a dog because he won't even answer to his own name at school anymore <laughs> he answers to puppy that's going to be describing that on a feelings podcast 20 years right. from now uh, yeah, exactly. exactly tell us where it's it all pretty, started it's pretty hilarious uh, i can't be mad at that also i cannot condone that <laughs> i can't say anything because when my brother was five i convinced him he was he had been left on the doorstep by gypsies how long how long did you keep that that going oh for a couple weeks before you know my mom finally figured out why he was so upset and i got grounded i mean rightfully so rightfully so but I was 10. All I did was sit in my room and draw and listen to music anyway. <laughs> and so then, grounding me didn't do much. Right, right. That's exactly. all I do, so thanks. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're like 10-year-old you're, you're, you're like Amber, basically, uh, Dusty. I'm a, I'm a Gen Xer. We were emo before there was emo. Right. I feel that. I feel that in my soul. <laughs> when emo came out, I was like, wow, they understand me. Yeah, I was like, oh, so it, it's got popular. It's a thing now. Right, yeah. So it's popular to be sad? I don't understand that. Yeah, I wasn't doing it to be cool. I just had clinical depression. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. So like, <laughs> But I'm meditated now. Right, so I was going to say, as a grown-up now, um, what do you do to deal with your your clinical depressions? Um. I take the medicine, the medicine cocktail my psychiatrist gives me, which they adjust depending on how I'm doing. All right. There's a lot of feedback in there. If I feel like something's not working for me over a few months period, we'll adjust. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because like I am in no way, shape or form uh, a clinical psychologist, psychiatrist, therapist or anything of the sort. I am a practical, uh, practical plan uh, helper when it comes to emotions and, and things like such. So I feel like a lot of people with clinical issues um, avoid the, the, the psychiatrist, avoid the therapist, avoid the medications. So I feel like it's really valuable for, you know, if you can identify that it is clinical to go and seek that type of attention because yeah. it's, it's probably going to be a very large journey 
to over to undertake that without your medications and without the assistance and without the feedback between you and your and your doctors. So I think that's super valuable that you brought up today because um, it's not really something that we talk about a lot is the the medical side. Yeah, um, therapy well, was one of the best things I ever did. Really, and how long have you been in therapy? Um, I've been in therapy for about two years now. Okay. And it just hit me one day. Um, with the help of a little bit of, um, let's just say psychedelics. Okay. I, I just went, suddenly went, what the hell am I doing with my life? Decided I was making a plan to get out of the relationship I was in and I needed to seek therapy immediately. No shit. I was like, I have a chemical imbalance. If I am suddenly this clear and everything makes this much sense to me on mushrooms, I have a chemical imbalance I need to address immediately. Wow. And I've been microdosing off and on since. That's fucking valuable, though. Like the fact that you had the self-awareness in in the situation to just be like, yep, I need this. I need this now. Cause yeah, you know, it was just a sudden I realized I lost who I was. Mm. I didn't recognize myself and I missed who I was because I liked me. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, we, I need to get back to me. And I see her back there shaking her head. <laughs> so ignore her. When did you get back to you? Do you think like after? Um, I'm still working on it. Okay. I didn't have the kind of anxiety and PTSD I do now. Okay. I used to be a bit like Dusty. I thrived in chaos. Mm. Being in a chaotic environment, I was very zen. I was like, okay, let me think. We're going to do this and this and this and this and this. And I could thrive in chaos. Now, chaos makes me anxious Hmm. well and i kind of feel like you thrived in chaos because it was an external version of what was going on internally yes control what's going on outside you and you're like okay cool i can control something yeah and in that relationship i kind of had to be the one that controlled everything as far as what um putting out fires figuring out where the money was coming from making the money so you were the grown-up yes doing all the paperwork making all the doctor's appointments following up with everything making sure he took care of himself the way he was supposed to and followed doctor's orders well like do you now see that that was basically setting you up to be there for yourself in the same fashion well, yeah, now I'm doing those things for me. I do Amber shit now. Right. Right. And it's like we kind of run around hiding from things for a while until we have to face them. Yeah. The situation that makes us face it. So oh, yeah. My, my therapist pointed that out, too. Taking care of Joe gave me an excuse to not take care of myself. Ah. Guilt. No shit. And so where are we now? Um, I'm better with the guilt thing. I've made my peace with the reason I felt guilty. That was ridiculous. 
for feeling guilty. There's no reason to feel guilty over it. My mom and I's relationship when she passed away was a little rocky. Okay. My mom and I were both best friends and mortal enemies. Understood. She was the best friend I ever had, but I also had a problem listening to good advice. Mm. I had my head up my ass for a long time. Okay. Okay. And I was, I removed it around the same time she passed away. So I had a lot of guilt over that. Yeah. And it took some time to make my peace with the fact that everybody learns their lessons in their own time. Absolutely. And everything happens for a reason. It's true. Even the crappy shit. Yeah. Well, it's funny, just as you're saying, dude, for real, like, just as you're saying about, like, everything happens for a reason, I was like, oh, yeah, just like what I'm going through right now. Mm -hmm. You know? <laughs> everything happens to teach you a lesson you haven't learned yet or need to relearn. Yes. Damn true. Fuck. So how are you with the guilt now? I'm a lot better with the guilt. Yeah. So is it? Is and it I can tell I'm a lot better because I can say I had my head really far up my ass. Yeah. Without feeling like shit about it. Right. Right. Instead of being the, the sulky, sad. Yeah. It's know. just a fact. It was the way it was. Yeah. And I, I was kind of born with my head on my ass. <laughs> I think all of us were. At least all I, of us. I miss, I miss when I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. Now so, I know there's a whole bunch of shit I don't know. It's so much easier when you're just walking around starting fires and not realizing you're the one that started them, being like, why is everything on fire? I'll yeah. just go over here. <laughs> when my daughter was born, I started putting away that troublemaker. Okay. We call her Evil Lambert, and I locked her in a box in my head because I had to show my daughter what a good example of an adult should be. Right, right. And it certainly wasn't yeah. her father. Like, that's like you said, the, the didn't know what I didn't know thing that like with knowledge comes like, fuck, I have to behave now um, because yeah. I know it's the right when thing to do. Better, it's, you got to do better. Yeah. It'll be a little punk rock shit when you're younger, but it is also kind of nice because um, a, a good kind of metaphor for it is uh, I I drank like twice ever in my life when I was 16. Like I've been straight edge since then. I still don't drink. I whatever. I'm not really a dick about it. Most people will know me for years and not even know. But I have a lot of friends that did drink a lot that in their late 30s, early 40s now are starting to get sober or, oh, I only drink once a week or I only have a few when I go out like every couple weeks sort of things. And it's funny because they'll see white people and you can watch this wave of realization when like somebody's just out at a show or at a bar or something, just being obnoxious. And I can watch my friends kind of look at them and they're like, this fucking, ew. and then that wave of like, Oh, that's what I was. Did like. I do that. That me. <laughs> oh no. Uh, and then that like that like haha to almost immediately like oh no. And it, it's fun to watch that because it is like 
you're watching people grow and you're watching people mature. And it doesn't mean you can't still drink here and there or smoke or whatever it is that people do, but it is nice to take a step back and like see the direct consequences or ramifications or just actions of what you do. And it is kind of that same thing that, yeah, it sucks that we all can't just be young and dumb and do hood rat shit anymore. But at the same time, like you get to watch other people in your life, some of them younger than you, some of them older, some of them are down in the dumps. Some of them are way further ahead than you would think, you know, they would be or than you are, but you can watch them do certain things and be like, this person has very minimal self-awareness and then gas yourself up a little bit on that whole, like, Oh, maybe, maybe I'm not completely fucking up then it's hard, but it's nice. Yeah, no, I, I, I went through that. Um, in the past year with uh someone who was a friend of mine and then i apprenticed them and we would drink together and they would take it way too far and then i'd sit there and I'd be like oh okay well i'm just gonna stay here and watch them go too far because i can't go too far because i do those things and that's embarrassing and that's wrong and it's mean and i put people in situations i shouldn't put them in and so it was really interesting uh being like you know like you said dusty going through the growth of that and being like wow okay drinks are to be had in moderation not to black out and act stupid and disrespect your spouse and you know not be a good caring person so it's a it's interesting that to to be on any side of that growth because as as the as the spectator watching it's it's almost comedic and then your empathy kicks in and you're like oh hey buddy it's all right don't worry you're 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 good right now yeah, yeah. so yeah it's a, it's an interesting ride all the way around it's funny when you see the realization of someone learning a lesson and you see it cross their face Yes. And then you're just like, oh, I remember that moment. Yep. Or if you I don't remember the watch, moment we learned that lesson. <laughs> you ever watch those teachable moments and you see this person and the point just kind of like yeah. right above their head, maybe takes a couple hairs off, and you're just like, you want no. so badly to be like, and you just watch it kind of and go on by and that's sometimes you uh that happens too often you kind of can't be around that person much anymore yeah you know because that's like, when it's just somebody kind of blatantly ignoring the lesson right it's like i've hit the ball to you how many times and you've chosen not to catch it even though i see you with your mitt you know like you you can totally do this but you're choosing not to yeah that's that's a that's a hard point and then like I have one friend, he is my number one best friend in the whole entire world. And uh, I, at so many times, have thanked him. And I'm like, Ozzy, how did you stick around, dog? Like, I was so much of a fucking moron, you know, for this whole period of my life. And you <laughs> stuck with me, you know? And, and uh, I've definitely got a longer history of being a moron than he does. Or at least outwardly, I guess. I don't know. But um, it was just really interesting to to thank those people for sticking around with you. Um, you know, Donna is one of those people. Uh, 
you don't always run into a relationship, a love relationship that as long as you mess up, honestly, they're going to continue to like forgive you. Uh, and when I say mess up, honestly, I mean, actual mistakes, not, you know, getting blackout drunk every day of the week and then saying, I'm not going to do this anymore. When they say, yeah. we, you know, like real, just regular, just being a human and having a hard time being perfect. Uh, so it's it's nice to have those people in your life that accept you for your flaws and even love you for your flaws too, because that's a uh, that's kind of interesting. Sometimes my flawed the flawed the flawed parts of my friends are like some of my favorites to watch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you kind of giggle at them and with them uh, about Ooh. what show their ass a little bit sometimes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like Donna's funny because she's a she's a shit talker and she embellishes things. And like you when mean I'm perfect. Yes. And so when I sit there and I watch her be perfect, aka embellish things, it's really funny because like Dusty's witnessed it. You know, like <laughs> you I, can I may have encouraged it and also taken part in it. Probably so. And like those are the parts that like at first. I was like, yo, is this chick like bad news? Cause she's all embellishy and shit. And now I'm just like, oh, she's a silly fucker. And it's fun to watch her be silly. But I'm yeah, not- it's interesting how you can call things differently uh, as you get to know them better too. You know, the, the funny little flaws rather than the terribly life, life crushing flaws, which uh, Donna has none cause she's perfect. <laughs> but when we first started dating she would tell me all the time i was perfect and i would get mad at her i'm like look i'm not fucking perfect and that was my fears right like because it would be like well if you call me perfect and then you find out i'm not yeah exactly exactly you know exactly what i'm saying like and i would be like dude this is too much you're putting too much weight on me and really it's a term of endearment it's you know it's sweet it's kind um, and if you look at it the proper way, perfection doesn't have to be perfect. You're perfect in this situation with me rather than you're absolutely infallible. You know, never does she call me infallible. Tessa <laughs> keeps trying to get me to one of the tattoos she wants is she wants perfectly imperfect. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll do it eventually. I'll do it eventually. She's like, cancel all the other tattoos. I want this one. Maybe this is a, this is your sign. I think it might be. You know, because yeah, I'm going to choose a font. That's easy. What you said? I think you spell it wrong or something like perfectly imperfect. (laughs) (laughs) Forget, forget the ease. You know? would kill me. You know, it'd be funny seeing how many people would notice if you did forget the ease. Like, draw yeah. it without the ease just to show her at first and see how long it takes her to notice. Um, the funny thing is, we're both dyslexic, <laughs> so it would be very fitting. So <laughs> you could trick her. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, I've spelled a few wrong in the past. They've all been able to be fixed. But God yes. bless. That's a fucking scary moment. When oh, you it is. It wrong. is. Oh. 
and then all of a sudden your brain goes into geometry like how can i fix this right and you're transforming you're like okay don't worry it's fixable just come in to see me in a week or two yeah (laughs) and we'll fix it up my favorite is the ones where you realize it while you're working and then you also create a solution while you're working and then create a solution and then you fix it and then you make it look even cooler than it did and then you tell the people okay so full disclosure had a little mishap and uh now the tattoo looks better than it did (laughs) i'm usually like i just had this idea i had to add it i know it wasn't in the stencil but you know i just free handed it in i'll just i'll call myself out i'll be like look mistakes happen fucked up here we are though look at my offering now it's way better isn't it i think i hope perfect <laughs> perfectly <laughs> imperfect <laughs> oh shit so dusty you really haven't said much today what's going on in dusty world dusty land other than sad twerking oh yeah sad twerking like eight seconds in before i had to laugh too i can't even quite remember what it was like nobody ever looks sad twerking which is a lie but it was like well what does sad twerking look like and so I had to, you can I had look to, i mean i've never oftentimes the twerking is the cause of our sadness so you i've know. never seen anyone look sad while twerking yes, you have. i can see the sadness in their eyes okay. but i've not seen them look sad Every yeah. strip you go to, at least 50% of the ladies are sad twerking. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm. Because I feel like the flip side of that, because uh, I love a good goth night, um, those people are having the time of their lives, but you never really see like a happy two-step either. You've never no. seen anybody listening to like Bajas and they're just like, you know, kind of <laughs> and getting it. It's a it's a sad time for sad music, uh, which is cool too. But it's that's my new goal is to find a goth night here in 2023 somewhere while doing guest spots or around Dayton or something, and just kind of like a nice Madonna bop going. Come in and just like throw the whole vibe off. Uh, so like ten years ago that existed. Yeah. Well, so it's funny when I was uh, guesting at Gabe's shop that he owned uh, many years ago. One of the artists that I was friends with took me to a goth night. And this was like way before uh, I was dating a silly big titty goth girl. And I didn't understand the culture that much. And so I was like, blown the fuck away by like what was going down in this place and uh the one thing that really hit me was the dude in full-on latex with the dog hat the dog helmet on and like he was acting like a dog the whole motherfucking time and old girl that he was with decided to just get the fuck on out of there and my man's just like went and fucking laid down in the corner and waited for her to come back that story and I want to switch over to Amber what happens if you let your children treat your child like a puppy 
you read my mind. <laughs> These are the ramifications. <laughs> I don't. So, was the dog guy was the dog guy happy though? He was a he was in a mask, a latex mask. But I mean, nobody said, "Look, motherfucker, you lay down and you wait for her to come back." He did it on his own accord. That's life. Then you know what? Fuck it. Let the children call your kid puppy. Let him do. Let him do him. Who am right. I? To... And and may, maybe some. Maybe the other kids in the house called him puppy. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe he was excited. Like Donna just said, that's his kid. That's someone's kink. So like, maybe he was yeah. just like, Fuck yeah, I get to be the puppy. I get to be the fucking puppy today. I'm so fucking happy to be the puppy. I mean, excited. he would have peed on the floor a little, but. <laughs> I mean, you don't you don't accidentally end up. In a, They're still in pull-ups, thankfully. Right there, you go. Like you don't accidentally end up in a full-on latex jam. Uh, you know. No, there's some reason to you find that you know appealing. And you do that on purpose. Like, I mean, my kink is pretty fucking simple. I like short chicks with big boobs. All right, so you know that's probably not a kink, right? Like to the kink world, but like if I liked dressing up like a puppy. I would like it to be just as natural as yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just like short chicks with big boobs. I just like dressing up like a dog. That's all it is, man. Yeah. Here's my problem with any sort of kink, alternative sexuality, any sort of gender preference, people that are transsexual, anything like that. My only problem with any of it is that I just probably have an annoying amount of questions because I'm curious and I want to know. And like, yeah. I feel like if your kink is to dress up in a ton of latex and a dog mask and to curl up uh, and sniff the floor a little bit before you sit down at goth night, like you should be allowed to do that in peace without me uh, happy bopping to She Wants Revenge. And I'm just like, so tell me about it. You know, like I, <laughs> I feel like that's the only um, one that transitioned. And I feel like the amount of obnoxious text that I sent them that was just like, just tell me about it. Like I, they're like, look, I just want to live my fucking life, dude. Okay. Um, like I want to know. I'm like, the curious cat. All right, that's my kink. Is fucking <laughs> asking way too many obnoxious questions. What you would do is you would happy dance over to the dog on the floor and go, "That's a good boy. Are you a good boy?" There you go. Yeah. That's how you do. Have offered belly scratches in exchange <laughs> for information. Yeah, I got some questions. Can I can I scratch behind your ear? But no, like, like a weird old hard-boiled detective noir <laughs> built around, like but in the kink world, right? But I got your question. Yeah. See, when you talk about when when just just what you said, I love being a tattoo artist for that reason because I didn't un understand transitioning uh, for a very long time, right? But every client that I had that would say, "I'm transitioning," "My child is transitioning," this and that. Like I would get really heartfelt, valuable information uh, and gain understanding of why I need to put my lack of understanding aside and ask those questions to the willing audience. Uh, so much so to the point that my friend Chase, when I saw him for the first time as Chase, like, because he had been starting for a while on the hormones and things. And I had known him as Tina for very, very, very many years. So then when he, he started and he went into being Chase, 
I I ran into him out somewhere like after the transition had really fucking taken on. And I and like I had had a few drinks in me, so I probably was a little obnoxious and I was like, "Bro, are you fucking kidding me? This is so cool." Like I went from the dude that was like, "I don't understand this shit" to the dude that like that's like, "Yo, let's fucking celebrate because I'm so happy you're a dude now because like I, I I've always known that side of you was in there and now I got to I got to witness the tortured soul before um a little bit of the mid part and now I get to see like wow you're this beautiful man that you've always wanted to be and I get it and I fucking get it. I knew a lot of people that had transitioned or had you know come out and all this different stuff and they were always people that I knew and liked well enough to congratulate them and celebrate with them and you know be happy for them but never quite enough and then a drummer for a band I was in for a long time had kind of told me things in confidence and it was what it was and then finally like made the post fully transitioning and I was it was extra like kind of nice because I had like a small get together at my house and they had brought up at my house like hey I'm with a bunch of people that I love and care about is I think we like ordered pizza and ordered a wrestling pay-per-view or something, but they're like, there's like a dozen of you here. You're all people I really care about and love. I am making like the public Facebook post here because I'm with people that I trust and care about. I know I'm in a safe place. That was like a really nice thing. And that built that level of trust that I was like, okay, so I get to ask you all of the like nitty gritty, like I feel comfortable asking you like, so what do they do with your genitals? What are you doing with this? How does this work? What about this? Are you going to change your name to something common? Are you going to change your name to something dope like Deathblade? Are you going to, you know, and I got to like, all right, give me one hour to just get this shit out. And then we'll go back to, I promise I'll be chill and just ask all of the weirdest questions. And it was such a cool, cool I actually tattooed them recently for their birthday. And I got to like not ask annoying questions because they answered so much that now I'm able to like, what are you doing for holiday? Like, oh, I heard you're dating this guy. How's that going? Like, I got to ask the normal, like usual catching up questions because I got it all out of my system. It was such a, uh, it was such a good emotional purge to like, look, you know, I mean, no ill will. I just am fucking curious. Please tell me. And I got to just like rattle off all of my curiosities. Well, it, it's funny because people will do that to me about my leg. And like, sometimes they'll just get into conversation and I'm like, I don't even realize it because I talk about it. I'm used to talking about it. It's a part of my everyday life. It's never not going to be. So like, yeah. you know, like if I sit, if, if, if you like, I, I'm pretty sure when we were at the convention together, you saw me like get phantom pains a couple of times and like make a noise and like stop what I was doing. So like, it's, it's always going to be a part of my life to some degree. Like yesterday, I had a couple of them that just, when they make me make audible noises, well, now Robbie's stopped what he's doing and he's whining, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, so like, I totally understand needing to answer those questions. But like, if I sit down and I talk about all the, if I take a list of all the different things that are different in my life with a fake leg versus a real leg, there's a lot, you know, and I just push through them because I need to. But like, people will, will do the, hey so i've got questions and it's like all right cool hit me with them dog let's go and so you know and and once they get those out of the way it's like you said you know 
hey, thanks for answering all my questions. Now I understand. Uh, and now I can ask you about the holidays. So it's it's interesting being on multiple sides of that. <clears throat> everybody's feelings and to uh, help foster everybody's curiosities and growth. There needs to be like, uh, have you heard of masterclass? Like, you know, where you can go on and like, pay mm -hmm. whatever for the service. And it's like a bunch of like, Samuel L. Jackson does one on like voice dialect and, you know, one guy does one on like screenwriting and uh, RuPaul does one that's like literally all just about like picking out style and like color theory and stuff. It's really wild. There needs to be one of those for just every person from every walk of life. That's just the like, you know what I mean? Like ask an Asian dude, ask a guy who lost his leg, ask, yeah. you know, a fucking guy that dresses like a dog and sits in the corner um just no absolutely like somebody that's comfortable with it to just film a series i can't tell you how much money i would pay uh because it's way too much to have access to that streaming service where i could just be like all right i got a lot of questions about kids that grew up in fucking gymnast community because i read one article and all of a sudden i'm like were all of these kids just screamed at by an old russian men their life like all right <laughs> fire up the service i'm just learning about people that you know like oh you're right uh, yeah well and, and like so for me i had a client who told me that she was a submissive and like when she got home like she didn't want to do anything other than what she was told and i was like all right that's weird to me help me make it unweird because i don't understand and she's like well i'm in a high power position and i'm always telling everyone what to do so when <laughs> i get home I don't give a fuck. Tell me to shut up and fucking sit on the floor and fucking untie your shoes and rub your feet. And I'm fucking here for it. And I'm like, whoa. And like, it was really cool. The more she explained to me, like what the thought process was, what the reasoning behind it was. Cause I was like, wow. Okay. Now I can understand that. Cause I, I'm, I, I'm definitely a dickhead. So, you know, I'm like, Hey, if I don't understand this, fuck that. That's weird. I don't get it. And like, as I've gotten older, it's been like, well, why don't you ask some questions? Why don't you try to understand it? Because yeah. you just don't get it, then you're never going to get shit. Uh, and that's like the coolest part about life, having that masterclass where Ooh. you can go and, you know, type in, you know, children of tattoo artist parents. And what was that like, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it would have been nice to to learn about, you know, children of drug addict parents so you can see what may happen you know being a child being a parent that isn't a drug addict of a child who had a drug addict parent you know what i'm saying like there's so many things uh. <laughs> jaden the same and you know what you and jaden and every other child that had a similar experience is going to have a different story you know and a different goings on every amputee is different like my buddy gary he's got no arms and no legs we hung out a bunch until finally one day we were talking and I was like, hold on. How do you wipe your ass, doggy? And he's like, we figure it out. We got tools. I was like, oh, shit. Wow. Like, it took me a minute to even think to ask that question. He's like, usually most people, that's the first one they ask. Uh, but like, it's it's weird because you and, and in a situation like that, you'll get all these questions answered and then you have life. And then every so often a new one will pop up. And it's like, oh, I didn't know that question 
even existed. What, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, wild times. So uh, it is 6.06. We are, uh, we, we were 15 minutes late today. And usually when I start talking about wrapping it up, we spend some more time together. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, you know, we can start wrapping it up today uh, and then see what goes on from here. <laughs> but um, positive news, I'm going to the the Harry Potter thing this, yeah, weekend. this weekend. Yay. Yes. Um, I've got excitement for that. I don't usually have excitement to go to the parks, but like the Harry Potter thing is cool because there's one. Oh, I have excitement going to anything Harry Potter. Well, and it's cool because like I, I, I've, I've talked about this a number of times, the VIP tickets that Donna gets, like yeah. we go in at 5 p.m. and then when they close at 8 p.m., we still have till 2 a.m. Oh, and nice. There's a very limited number of people in the park. Uh, in the both parks, all food and drink aside from alcohol is all free. And that's kind of weird. Like you just walk up and they just give you food. It's like, I want three churros. And they're like, sure. Really yeah, weird. Make it cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Five and send you along. Uh, Dude. I'm, I'm stoked on it because I was talking to Donna and she had said, well, I can get you a ticket. And we have like a flash thing at my shop that the owner had set up forever ago that I was like, ah, I can't. Um, but I had talked to Medusa because she is going to Florida for her birthday in early February. And we talked about, I want to do another guest spot at your shop. We could see if maybe we could make the stars align that if she's tattooing in Florida, I can tattoo there the same week. We can cross paths or I can travel down there to get tattooed by her. She can travel to your shop to get tattooed by me. However, it shakes out. And it just so happens the weekend of her birthday, Donna was like, well, there's another one in early February. We'll convince Robbie and you to do it again. And you come down is that same weekend. So I'm pretty sure as long as you're hip to it, not to put you on the spot on podcast, but if you guys <laughs> want to do the February one, it would be right around the time I'd be coming down to Florida anyway. So I'm okay. definitely not against it for sure. Honestly, my whole thing is, Every time it comes around, I have to wrap my brain around the financial uh, responsibility of it because it's like we buy tickets and then we go to the hotel and, you know, uh, yeah. I, I get I turn into a grumpy old man. As I've said a number of times, this relationship with money that I'm working out. Uh, so, you know, it's interesting uh, how I I process money things. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And then I pay for it. And I'm like, oh, and then like the sting of that goes away and I'm like, oh, well, that was actually pretty cool. I'm glad we did this. So here we are. <laughs> well, my relationship with money is I don't have a lot of bills or children and I like to do fun shit. So I will happily obviously make the stars align with you guys. But yeah, um, it doesn't take Donna much to commit to these things. So communicate with her and I'm sure it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the conversation ended and she's like, I'll have to see if he's into it though. And I said, I bet the two of us can strong arm him. So. Yeah. And like I said, it's when I enjoy going to the parks because you, yeah. um, you take my disdain for large crowds at theme parks and you wash that away by 
letting me Taking in. Taking a bunch of them out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's solid. I'm happy with it. Yeah, and it's it's really cool because like we did we did the um the Halloween the Halloween Horror Nights R.I.P. tour where like they take you at a group of ten people and like they they let you in first and you don't have to wait on any lines. That was cool, but like you're still in there with the general public. Whereas when you do this Harry Potter thing, well, it's not even a Harry Potter thing. We call it Harry Potter thing because that's Donna's main thing. And she's gotten me used to that now. But uh, yeah, when you do this thing, like I think it's like 10% park occupancy. So it's really cool. It's really cool. So yeah. Well, a really important question for you and maybe Donna, if she's in the room. Um, Do you guys do roller coasters? I mean, you've done the Harry Potter rides, so I would assume at least to an extent. That's a bittersweet thing for me. Okay. I am a thrill seeker. I am a motherfucker. I like, exhilarate the shit out of me, right? But if I do too many rides, I get sick. Okay, okay. So have you done the rock and roller coaster or whatever the fuck they call it there? Such a sad moment. Yeah. Last time I went on that thing, I got fucking sick for the rest of the night. Oh, Ooh. That yeah, was that was gonna be my like they say you can tell everybody, you can tell what you know about a person based off like what movie they immediately think of Tim Curry from and all those kind of things. I judge people by what song they pick on the rock and roller coaster so universal. I um I I did a, a Beastie Boys song. Nice. I like it. Uh, which one was it? I think they have I sabotage can... and intergalactic. I think it might have been intergalactic. Love that song. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> the cadence in my head, and it's not sabotage. So yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was intergalactic. But yeah, it was. It was definitely a fun time. I really wish I could ride that ride again, man. Like. Maybe, maybe I'll fucking try and hit it on the way out of the park one of these times. Yeah. You know, like, but like the last time we went last year, I started going on some of the rides that I was afraid to go on. And like, I did okay. So like, I don't know. I don't know, maybe. And this was also when my leg was broken and I may have been on Percocets or something. So like, maybe that could have, done something you know so i don't know uh so yeah i mean if you're with me i might try okay i'll take it february will be here before we know it dude time flies this fucking year flew by it seems like they go by faster and faster the older you get yep yep (laughs) i saw how angry you were when you fucking said (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I fucking feel that heavy. Yeah, the older you get, the quicker they go by. So true. It is- this day went by. I feel like I woke up and then all of a sudden it was 2 30. <laughs> Where the fuck did the day go? Yeah, I know. It's wild. It's wild. Especially if you wake up at 2 30 in the afternoon, then the day's gone even faster. <laughs> In our house, Donna, the struggle with, with us is Donna waking up late. And so, like, 
life doesn't really start until everybody in the house is awake, you know? So yeah. we've, we've gotten her on a, on a getting to sleep earlier path to hopefully waking up earlier and it's been working and that makes Wait, the gym. What's up? What is late for her though? Like what does she sleep to? To okay, yeah, that's between, right. between 11 and like two or three. So okay. yeah, she'll go to sleep at five, six, seven in the morning sometimes. That makes sense. You, you know, get up at like nine, nine thirty, and people will be like, Oh, so you sleep in. And I'm like, look here, nine is fucking early. All right. Attack yeah. God. Dude, for for a tat lord, tatty bratty like me, the tatty bratty like, fuck nine is like nine is like four a.m. for most tatters. My natural circadian rhythms would have me sleeping till about noon, one o'clock, and then up until the sun rises, and then going to bed. That's and that's the way I've always been, but I've always had a day job. Oh. working for a school for so long and working on the bus I was at work by 6.30am I hated that part Ooh. I never got used to it so now you're now you're a tat lordess so I'm a tat know. lordess that puts my grandchildren on the bus at 8.30 oh shit so you you just can't fucking you can't, I can't win you can't win when it comes Quick story, because you're saying the tat lord and the tat lordess again. A guy came in to uh, just a walk-in at the shop this week, and he was looking at everyone's portfolio, and uh, he looked at mine, and he used the term linesmanship. And I have never nice. felt more, more fancy in my adult life than when this man said, uh, your linesmanship is excellent. And I looked Aura and I curtsied to her and I oh tat lordis. <laughs> Linemanship. I like yeah, that. Yeah, if you ever want to feel real fucking top shelf, just uh we're gonna execute some good linemanship on this tattoo. So yeah. like I feel like part of my whole entire life has just been saying things with the intention that Pootie Tang says them. So you don't have to know what I'm saying, but you understand. Yeah. So like, I could throw linemanship into my shit, and people would just be like, "Hmm, million dollar word there, nice one, Robbie." <laughs> I'm a top notch tat god with linemanship. Oh fuck. Oh god, yeah. Linemanship. That's a good one. I'm gonna have to use that. I'm glad we yeah, come up. Absolutely, with I'm adding that to the the Saurus yeah. in my. So, and then like, so what do you? What would what would the saturation ship be? Is, is that saturation yeah. ship? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your color disbursement is very <laughs> excellent, both in saturation and in quantity. I like. I like. I had a dude that was a tattooer that I tattooed him and he had stickers made up that said saturation station on them because yeah, I was very impressed with my saturation. Nice. So that's always, that's a good one. I like that. I wonder if I still have any of those stickers. Huh. All right. Well, I love you guys. Uh, I love all of you out there. 
in internet world. Um, thank you for dealing with these uh, technical difficulties. I think I may have it figured out this time around. Uh, Gabe, if you see this, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Dude, I, I, man, we've been trying to get me to fucking start oh. these meetings for months now. And so I think we might have had it figured out. I don't know. So maybe I'll just take over the feelings show. I don't think you will. I don't think I will. <laughs> She'll just be your tech goddess. Yeah, right. She is my tech <laughs> goddess. She does handle all my techie things. And then you'll be the Guido Tech Man one day. Her, her techsmanship is very, very phenomenal. Hi. All right. Until next time. Yes, until next time. Gabe, thank you, guy. Thank you. Uh, reinventing the tattoo, all the sponsors, all the humans that make this possible. Thank you very much for giving us a place where we can come and talk about feelings. Uh, I love y'all. Uh, I love everyone out in the ether that's watching. Uh, thank you guys for, for coming, being part of it all the time. And thank you all otherwise for tuning in. Have a wonderful evening. Mm -hmm.